0: Today I know this, people have everything you want. If you want more money, if you want expansion, if you want help, people have it.
1: Welcome to the Think India series of audio and video podcasts by Brand Capital International. This is the place where you're going to see top insiders, entrepreneurs, and innovators who are going to come and share with us their secrets on how to build a company ground up and take it global. All coming from the hub of innovation, the Silicon Valley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Think India series. My name is Piyush Puri, and today I have with me Brent Cardone, who's a best-selling author, a sales trainer, a speaker, and now an entrepreneur as well. Brent, I know that Forbes has called you the number one marketer in 2017, but tell us, how did it all start? How did the journey from being a sales trainer to becoming a real estate mogul?
0: You know, I've just been trying to figure my way out as a business person. I grew up in a little town where there wasn't a lot of opportunities for my skill set, which was minimal. Uh, and I got into sales because that was the only job I could get. I did not get into sales because I liked sales. I didn't get into sales because it was easy for me to talk to people. I learned the sales game, and and that was really, really important for me because the thing that I didn't want to do ended up becoming the thing that I focused on that, that has me in a position. I think I'm part of 17 different startups and our companies, 14 of which are profitable uh, $1.4 billion worth of real estate. Wow. You know, I I thought when I was looking at real estate, my sales thing didn't have anything to do with me buying real estate, but it has everything to do with it. We just finished raising $256 million online without spending any money in advertising. Wow. It's the way I sell too. very transparent, very authentic, no tricks, no gimmicks. There's no modeling, you know, there's no, okay, you're crossing your legs. I should cross my legs. I don't do any of that stuff. And it puts me at a really, really good advantage because I feel good about what I'm doing. Right. I always feel good about the product that I'm selling. I understand people better because I embraced this sales thing that I did not want to do. Right. I would have much better, rather been, you know, raised right here in Silicon Valley and been a smart guy.
1: But it is, it is amazing what you've achieved uh, in the last two decades. Uh, yeah. I know you've also authored a number of best-selling books, and you talk about your sales strategies. One of the things you talk about is uh, what you call information-assisted selling. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more yeah, about so that?
0: I grew up at a time where if you asked me a question about my product, my job was to ask you a question. It was very much divert, and I was uncomfortable with that. What I found out was that people, whether they, whether they called me or hit a landing page, or they're walking into a retail store. All people walk in for is to know something. Right. If they already knew everything, they would have already bought it. Right. Or they would have taken it off their list. Hmm. 100% of all people have a question about the product or service. Hmm. So this is called information-assisted selling. And it, and it, and it takes the personality out hmm. of selling. And my job is to do one thing, to assist you with information. Every sensitive piece of data is what I would offer in the greeting. Right. It wouldn't be how's the weather, how's your day, how are the kids, none of that stuff, which is really nobody cares about.
1: Hmm. So information that's relevant.
0: Anything that you're concerned about, that makes the seller very transparent, very authentic, and it's very, very easy for any personality type to deliver it.
1: Tell us, how do you find time to write best-selling books in the midst of I a the real estate I write my, my books fast.
0: <laughs> you know, I, wrote, I wrote, uh, so My first book I wrote in three hours. Wow. My last book uh, called The, the uh, Millionaire Booklet, which is in 38 languages, I wrote that book in two hours. It was in 38 languages in 30 days. Right. It made its first sale seven minutes after I had the idea to write this book. Wow. I sold the book before I actually finished writing the book. And I, and I finished writing it two hours
1: later. So kind of did venture capital on a book.
0: I think that the longer it takes to, to monetize a project, yeah, the less chances you have of monetizing it. Yeah. So if you can shorten the runway, have an idea. I had an idea. And, you know, I don't don't spend a lot of time doing it. Like I write about things that I understand and that I'm passionate about and I put a start time on it
1: and a finish time and I just get it done. I've I've read some of your interviews and you talk about how you've used real estate as a wealth preservation device. Yes, yes. But it still ended up being a $1.4 billion, uh, you know. Yeah, it's
0: going to end up being $10 billion.
1: (laughs) At least $10 billion. So talk to us about how, A side project turned into such a large...
0: Yeah. My third business was buying real estate. Nobody needed to explain real estate to me. I needed to learn it, but nobody needed to explain to me that it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, A piece of land with a property on top of it, with a house or something, but mostly something that produced income. Simplest business in the world. They live there. There's 14 families live there. They all paid the rent. They've been there three years. It produces this much money. It just made sense to me. Right. So I bought my first deal. I bought a one-unit deal uh, because I didn't understand the game yet. Mm-hmm. Sold that. Then my next deal would be 38 units, then 48 units, then 92 units. And now we, now we buy deals that are just like we just bought 2,000 units. Wow. And th- this opportunity exists for everybody on the planet. Anybody can do it. You don't have to be connected. You don't ha- actually have to have a lot of money. But you do you do need to pay attention. And and it, it will end up being the biggest business that I end up with. My other businesses create money so that I can invest. In other business? In, in, no, in the real estate. In the real estate business. Because the real estate will outlive me. Like the real estate, 100 years from now, that real estate will be here. I, I own real estate that will be around longer than Facebook. So Mark, Mark in case you heard that,
1: <laughs> uh, no offense, but... So you did mention the opportunity being for the world and you know, not just being in the U.S. Where do you really see the next growth spike coming from? India, man. India. How could it not be? Look at a map.
0: India, China. How could it not be? People. And People. People have everything you want. I'd hear my mom say, don't talk to strangers. And I always said, well, oh, uh, who do you talk to? Yeah. And then she would tell me, she's like, don't mix business and family, ever. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, don't talk to strangers and don't talk to my family. So who do I talk to? Today, I know this. People have everything you want. If you want more money, if you want expansion, if you want help, people have it. And it's not the people that you grew up with. It's people you don't know. And so th- I am extremely excited. We just finished a uh, 17-country uh, tour. I'm extremely excited. 2020, we're going to India. Oh, you are going to India. Every end. major city in My India. My
1: next question was, have you had an, any opportunity to you know, talk to your readers, your listeners yeah, in oh, India? Oh, yeah. Well,
0: every day I get hit by somebody. Somebody in India is like, when are you coming? We love you in India. They're like, come here, man. We want we want your millionaire booklet or sell or be sold. It's, it's almost impossible to ship products into India today. Because the shipping cost is so expensive. It's not just India. It's every country. Right. If I ship to London, it sits there in a, for three weeks. We're looking at other ways to, to, to deliver products and services there. We know that the pricing has to be different hmm. because of the economics there. A lot of that will be delivered to audio and video as well. So we're, we're very much looking forward to coming to India. I just I need to connect with the right people so that we come <laughs> in and everybody's happy about us being
1: there. Right, right. I mean, in fact, uh, Times of India is also now has an office in the U.S. Uh, through Brand Capital. So let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, good. One last question for you, Grant. What is the legacy you want to leave behind? What do you want people to remember you for?
0: Uh, I want, I, the same thing I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. I want to contribute. You know, when I was a little kid, I was frustrated because I couldn't, my, my family wouldn't let me contribute. I'd watch my dad drive the car, I wanted to drive. You know, I'd watch my mom get groceries, I wanted to pay. I didn't have any money and I couldn't drive. So it's been this frustration to help. And I think everybody, I think the one thing, outside of race and religion and family, the one thing that, we, that connects everybody is the desire to contribute and give back. So hopefully I'll make a
1: contribution. Great, well, very inspiring. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us today Grant. Thank you, and thank you. Thank thank you everyone for else for joining us.